I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. Today on the show, it's just Jeremy. He's down in Maui. Taylor and I couldn't be there because he didn't invite us. But actually, <laughs> but actually, you guys are really going to like this episode. Uh, Jeremy is recording down in Maui, and uh, it's a really important topic. Uh, something we haven't touched on yet. So check out this episode. Taylor and I will be on the podcast again next week. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Make sure to comment, rate, review, subscribe, do all that stuff. And, uh, and uh, let us know what you think. Love ya. see what happens here so okay hi everybody jeremy here uh and i am sans brian and sans taylor which makes me kind of sad because i miss them it's funny i don't even know you who they you are no, you have no fucking yeah. idea who they are uh-uh. so uh uh i've seen some instagram yeah they're cute eh? yeah because i follow sick boy on instagram <laughs> sickboy.com <laughs> yeah <laughs> Perfect. You, you, you nailed it. You keep doing that. You nailed it. Um, yeah. So without Taylor, without Brian, um, and this probably sounds really different. Uh, I'm using something that I've never used before to record. Just want to make sure it is recording here. Yeah, we are recording. Um, something new to record uh, because we're not in a studio. We're fucking outside. We are. And we. Who are you? My name is Molly Mayer. Molly Mayer. Uh, and Molly and I are on beautiful Maui. We are. We are literally on the beach in Maui. Our feet are literally in the sand. Yeah. So Molly had, Molly's disease is that she um, bumps in and out of um, English accents. <laughs> so what do you call that? I call it the um, tomato-tomato yeah. disorder. Yeah. So no, we're literally on the beach. Uh, we're sitting on a picnic table. Um, it's nighttime. It's nighttime. Can't really see much. We got some like a makeshift lighting arrangement around this table. God, it's like Vietnam in '69. <laughs> <laughs> and we're literally, uh, we're literally like 15 feet from the beach, uh, or from the from the ocean. So this is pretty cool. So why the fuck are we in Maui? Uh, we're here at camp. Yeah, we're, we're at cancer at, camp. We're at cancer camp. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Molly and I are camp directors at uh, at Camp Koru, mm-hmm. which is uh, a camp that is run through Athletes for Cancer. is uh, It's a surf camp for young adult cancer survivors, so people from the ages of uh, 18, to, 18 40. to 40. Yeah. Uh, and this is, I think this is my seventh 
time on Maui, sixth time here for this camp. Yeah. Uh, how many camps? You've done a few camps too. I think I, this might be my sixth camp as sixth well. Sixth camp, sweet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're we met through Tanya. We met mm-hmm. through Athletes for Cancer. Mm-hmm. We became buds. We did. And uh, and now we run these camps together. Yeah, it's which crazy. is a sweet excuse to get out of the fucking Canadian winter. Oh God, and the Minnesotan winter. Yeah, we're, you're so you're you're from the states. I am. I'm from uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. The only oh, other accent that's funnier than mine know. is yours. Yeah, right? Yeah. Car. Yeah. About. Yeah. Um, but that's not why we're here. No, that's not why we're here. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you tell us why we are here? Because well, So everyone knows, well, most people who are listening know my situation. Uh, let's hear what your situation is. Oh, I hear the... <laughs> mochi. I, I hear mochi. I just hear her in the headphones. There's a cat. There's a little stray cat on the beach. It's a whore cat. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that fucking cat. <laughs> Mochi, when we when we first got to camp, we were sitting on this picnic table and talking about like what we were planning for the week. And Mochi comes over and literally just takes the biggest steaming cat shit. And then just like walks five away. Feet from us. It, it, no, wait, <laughs> like no, 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 no. No, first, yeah, no, no. It, it dug a hole. Yeah, that's right. And then it goes, and beside the hole, it just scoop, takes a just huge stone. <laughs> what the fuck is with that? They just like, like they haunch. They're like, yeah, wooden spoon. Oh god. Okay. So if you're yeah. still listening, uh, <laughs> we still have you. God, I wish Brian was here. Brian's the one who always takes it back. It easily rain, rains it in. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh. What, 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 what disease you have? <laughs> oh, my God. Depression. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's true. But that's not, why we, true. that's not why you're on the podcast. Okay. I know. Unfortunately, that position's been filled. Well, I'm sure we can. We, we'll probably touch I'll on it. Maybe. It. Who knows? Um. But uh, I, you, yeah. you. So the reason you are one of the camp directors here is because you were a camper. Mm-hmm. You were a camper on one of the very first camps that Athletes for Cancer did. I was here. Um, camp number two. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Okay. <laughs> Just oh, oh, my bad. My bad. It's your story. Yeah, I came here as a camper in camp number two. Yeah, uh, and that was. Uh, literally, um, I think four years ago, this, right now, Today, I came here this on exact Halloween. Moment. On Halloween, four years ago. Yeah. Um, what did you wear for Halloween four years ago when you were here? I stayed back at the camp while what? the other campers went to Lahaina because I just wanted to read my book. Right, of course. Yeah. But now you're a party animal. Oh my god, I, I don't even know what I was when I went to Front Street in Lahaina this year. Lahaina is a town in Maui, and they do Halloween unlike any other place I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It's unbelievable. The costumes are just through the roof. Yeah. Molly this year went mm-hmm. as a, uh, a urinary tract infection in human form. True, it's so true. If you want to see what that costume looked like, go to our Twitter account right now. I am going to post a picture of Molly's fucking face <laughs> which is currently the lock screen on my phone yeah. and it's horrendous yeah um so you came to camp uh you came to cancer camp what yeah. kind of cancer did you have i had breast cancer 
the sorority of all cancers. Now it's funny we we have done these camps together a few times. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I've gotten to know you very fast. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're one of those people that me and you clicked right away. Yeah. We became good buds. We laugh all the time. Like we we, do. we get each other's sense of humor pretty well. <laughs> um, but what's funny is before I came here. I was talking about how me and you were going to be on this. We were going to record together. Yeah. And I couldn't... I was like, I don't even think I know what Cancer Molly had. So we've funny. never talked about your... We've ne- Me and you have never talked about your cancer. That's crazy. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, it's because you and I don't like small talk. We don't, yeah. We don't. Well, you literally have no time for it. <laughs> I literally cannot deal with it. Um... So when did you find out? Let's 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 do like a very brief yeah. sort of chronological story about uh, the 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 knowledge finding out that you had cancer mm-hmm. up through treatments to kind of like where we are now. Okay, um, I I had had a couple of uh, uh, I had a, a cyst that was growing kind of in between my breasts. Um, and it started as just like a little cyst and just kept getting bigger and bigger really fast. And I'd already had some cysts looked at, biopsied. They said it was nothing. So this one didn't raise any red flags for me. Um, and and by cyst? Yeah. Are we talking like, did it look like a zit? Uh, or like, was, was it kind of like a wart? It was, well... Or like a skin tag? Like when people say cyst... Yeah, I suppose it's like... It could be, like, I don't yeah. know, what, like what could that be? It was like I've a, dealt with cystic acne. Oh, yeah. Right? I think you are right now, actually, in certain spots. <laughs> 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 out of your nose. <laughs> is that what that is? I named them. That's Roger. Um, oh, Roger is angry oh, right now. <laughs> um, it was kind of like a... It was almost like a mosquito bite... But then it was just sort of solid, kind of a solid mound. It was like an Indian burial ground <laughs> on my breast. <laughs> and it got. Did it like? It was, but did it like? Was it itchy or did it, it hurt? Wasn't or like? Itchy. Or it, it just existed. Oozing. It was just like there. It was just there. It okay. was sort of like, oh, that's odd. That's a little bump in there. Mm-hmm. Um, is that? Mm. Um, it was like a pebble. It was that actually it was like a hard little pebble. Okay. There was no coloration to it, and then all of a sudden it was uh, like rounded and rounded, and then. <laughs> what I said um, and uh, my boyfriend and I were getting ready to go to Cuba in like 10 days and he was like at this point this has starting to look like I was developing a third breast <laughs> which for some people would be a awesome. fun ride yeah. <laughs> at the fair three fun bags yeah. over two <laughs> That's I'll take them any day yeah. <laughs> well um, so he was like you gotta go get that thing like aspirated so go to the doctor and which I did and the biopsy became it was just there was just a different vibe to it than had been before mm. and I was getting ready to go to work the next day different vibe to like the, the technicians the who were doing it yeah 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 they were like oh they were just a little quiet they weren't like yeah you know I was like they Hi. were like goo yeah oh my god cancer <laughs> 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 But no, it was just, there was just like a heaviness and she wouldn't really, it's like she wouldn't make eye contact with me. And oh, it's so funny you say that because, okay, so really? yeah, it, because I was talking, we were talking to my cousin on the show yeah. and she dealt with, um, colon cancer. And I, you know what? I think we might've cut a part of it, this discussion out Yeah. because it got really heated because I was talking about how like 
when you go to a hospital yeah or you go to a doctor's office or anything like that and you're getting checked about anything that you have any worries about or if say you're admitted that's like a scary experience or mm -hmm. like it's an unnerving experience and when someone who's working there is almost loses their sense of humanity with you oh yeah you know yeah. like they sort of shut down a yeah. bit that intensifies it so much and we were having this discussion about yeah. like i'm i'm i get super fired up about it because i'm like dude if you're going to be a nurse or you're going to be a doctor like at least you know you don't have to be you don't have to show crazy emotion because yeah. that that would be un unprofessional yeah but be human like give right. Like, show some humanity, you know? But you know Eye contact or, yeah. like, just warmth, general warmth. I agree with you, yeah. but mine wasn't, like, you know, they didn't, like, get in there and looking like, oh, shit, it's all over bones, we can tell, you know? I mean, mm. they were, you know, I'm sure they noticed that this was, like, yeah, that's probably it. But I don't, I don't think I would want them to deliver the news to me. No, yeah, no, and I, I so, don't, I think that, that that's also a whole different skill and yeah. a whole different sort of but I mean I don't even want them to like give me like an inkling of it like yeah. let me I mean I I was okay with me kind of going like this probably isn't good but I'm gonna I'm not gonna but what if she out. was just what if she was just like shooting the shit with you while she was doing the biopsy yeah yeah you know oh fuck and knowing like seeing it and yeah. still going like and still, so, and still just be like yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah. You think they're good? Well, it doesn't really matter because <laughs> I think they're going to take it all the way. It doesn't really matter. You might not see it. <laughs> exactly. Super bull. Super no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, so you go in. Yeah. She sees your third breast. and Yeah, and, you know, whatever. We'll, if something, you know, we'll give you a call if there's something, blah, 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 you know, we'll call you in a few days. And the next morning, um, I, I lived above where I work, and I was I had to be work at eleven, so it was ten fifty eight, and I had just gotten out of the shower. Um, cool. And I remember. And what kind of soap were you using? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> How detailed do you want me to get here? <laughs> but no, I remember the time that the phone rang, and um, so I got the call, and, and she said, "We've got your results back, and you have breast cancer." Um, so they told you over the phone. Yeah. And is that is that common? Is that a thing? Well, how would you like it if they had called you and said you need to come in? We, yeah, just be yeah, like, I guess that would be oh, fucked up. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. So what she yeah, I guess said, they would just tell you. Yeah, the phone. I think it's best. You know, they told my parents over the phone that really? I had CF. Oh yeah. shit! How old were you? Eighteen months. I guess I didn't hear that part of it. Yeah. Of the podcast. Um, well, we didn't talk. About it. We never no. talked about it. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't really know that either until just uh, like a couple but months ago. I was talking to my parents about it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, super trippy, eh? That is really trippy. But who else would they have told? Who else would have who had told? Like, you said the doctors, like, told your parents. Yeah, they told my parents that I had CF over the phone. Yeah. And then they called TMZ. <laughs> it's like, well, what are they going to say? Like, can we talk to Jeremy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Put he's him. shitting his pants right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. Put him on anyway. He doesn't speak yet. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. This we is just for his. They refuse to tell my parents. They tell the eighteen-month-old, and then they hang up. <laughs> okay. Well, actually, well, actually, yeah. They, they, my dad, my, my, um, my dad. They called, 
and they yeah. asked for my mom. They're like, can you put Maxine Saunders on? And my mom wasn't available. Okay. No, my mom was available. Yeah. She was like downstairs doing something. My dad was super convinced I had CF before this. Oh wow! My mom was in, in maybe not in denial, but she she was like, no, 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 I don't think I don't think he does. And so they said, would would Maxine Saunders be there? And he goes, um, <coughs> no, she's busy. She's busy at the, at the moment. Uh, but you can you can relay the message to me. And they go, mm, uh, no, if you could just get Maxine to call us. And he was like, uh, no, yeah, she's not gonna call you. You tell me. And they were like, we really, we really need to tell Maxine. And he goes, whatever you have to fucking tell her, you tell me right now. And they were like, okay, um, Jeremy has cystic fibrosis. I'm not sure why they, like, if maybe because she was the one who was focused on t- taking me to the hospital was so she, much. Well, maybe she, just, she put herself down she emergency put, Yeah, contact. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, and so he was like, I can do it. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. This isn't about me. Um, back to you. Uh, so they called you. They told you. So they called. They told me, and they said, but they said things like, um, "You have you have breast cancer. Um, it's uh, you know in pata 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 pata. You know, I mean, that's basically what it sounded like to me. Right. I was just sitting there, and it was just I was just in that. I thought I was just having a stroke. <laughs> Thank God you. Funny that now you know how I felt. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, like I, you know what? I don't even know. Like they. And it's interesting because when I t- talk to other women who have breast cancer, they're like, yes, I have breast cancer. Like, I just still don't even, I just didn't even, I, I don't know. Because like, it just fucks you up? Yeah, it's just like, okay, I have breast cancer. Like fine. the empathy of it? or, or... Yeah, I just, um, when they say like, like what it, style of it is, you know. Yeah. Um, I, uh, is, it just, is it just that with breast cancer? Like if someone told you, oh, I have melanoma. Yeah, does it get all yeah 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 it does with that too yeah okay. I believe so I don't know I haven't had melanoma um no but if but, so, but I understand what yeah. you're saying but I don't know I like I think so I don't yeah, yeah sure um I'm probably one of the most uneducated cancer survivors oh my god I'm probably the most uneducated CFer really oh my god yeah oh well why is that I mean yeah, maybe cause we, I just don't give a shit yeah they tell me things and I yeah. go oh, yeah, is that okay that's how I work okay I don't care to know how <laughs> I care to know the ins and outs of it yeah but so they had said that, and they said, you know, you need to call, um, you need to, you know, get set up with an oncologist, <coughs> and this and that. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. I mean, yeah, I don't, right. what, this is not, I, nobody in my can- family has ever had cancer, never knew anybody who's had cancer. I didn't know what any of that stuff was. Where were you when they called you? I was standing in front of my dresser in my apartment, um, standing in front of a mirror. I totally remember the whole thing. I mean, yeah. And were you with, was anybody? No, nobody in, was there. No? And my sister was just for, randomly was in town. And she just, I, my sister, she just had a feeling and just like all of a sudden like called me like two minutes after that. Like I was no late way. for work and was just like, what's up? What are you doing? Um, and I was like, oh, I just got a phone call. I just found out I had breast cancer. Oh, fuck. And she's just like, what do you, you know, mean? Yeah, yeah. Like what the why you know and then it's just like I'm not really prepared to question why why yeah. I have it but that comes later yeah um, but yeah and so I remember um, there's something calling, so heartbreaking that yeah. I, I don't know why but there's something so it's so heartbreaking that why yeah. was the first thing that came out of her mouth yeah you know what I mean because shoot like the confusion yeah you know 
Like, what else do you say? Yeah. Like, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 Will this sound super fucked up? Will it now sound like, wait, is Jeremy on the left? Is she on the right? Totally. <laughs> Donovan, if you're Donovan, if you're Donovan, if you're listening to this, I just I just turn the fucking uh, the portable recorder around. So you might have to like, yeah, you might have to like, if it sounds like we're coming out of two different speakers now, this is why. Anyway, so so your your sister called and uh, and she was like down the street. She came over, you know, it was a lot of just like sitting there. And my boyfriend, like, was there panic? Was there? No, it it was just very. It was just really. Quiet. Dreamlike, almost. Totally. Yeah. Just sort of Surreal. Like, huh. But you know, honestly, um, I guess inside of me, I was like, yeah, yeah, I probably saw this coming. Mm. Um, just the way that I've been treating my body, you know, um, just, it doesn't surprise me. I kind of felt like, and that was starting, and I guess I've never really talked about this other than with my therapist, but I kind of, it wasn't. It wasn't like a huge surprise for me. I feel like I'd always sort of been setting myself up for some sort of, you know, I think at some point my body was going to implode a little bit, you mm-hmm. know. Um, now, is that, I remember, you, and like this was literally 30 minutes ago, <laughs> you said that you were diagnosed with bipolar. Yeah. And that you uh, had dealt with depression. Yeah. We don't have to delve into no, those. No, no. Uh, we'll just save those for two other episodes. <laughs> yeah. Tune in. Three parts, yeah, Molly. Yeah. Uh, but do you think that, yeah. that this um, this sort of assumption that you are going to implode comes from, stems from either the depression or the bipolar that you well, had been... Well, I think it's from the self-medication that I've been doing for sure. a lot of years. Because um, that's how you dealt with your, your yeah. bipolar. Yeah, I think, I mean, yes, yes. I mean, um, I guess that would be how I would answer that. Um, I smoked cigarettes for a long time, um, drank a lot, um, partied a lot. <laughs> Check, please. Check. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to fucking navigate where the wind is coming from. I lick my finger, put it up in the air. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, I totally derailed what you were saying there, but... That's all right, we can just go back to the surface shit. <laughs> That's all right, we'll just... Uh... <laughs> Donovan and I changed the direction of the mics again. Good luck. In the conversation. Uh, sorry, do you remember what you were saying, though? Um, yeah, I mean, I was pretty... I think I was fairly self-abusive for a, long, for a lot of years. Yeah. Um, so again, when all of that was coming in and to be really honest about like, yes, it was very calm and quiet in my apartment. My sister came over, we kind of sat there like, she remember just like, what the fuck are you going to do? But inside I was sort of thinking like, yeah, I, I probably brought this on. I, yeah, this may have been my own doing. Mm-hmm. How um, old were you? I, uh, was uh, 39. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Yeah. So you you come to this realization that you now you're now a cancer patient. Um, what did 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 they say what stage you were at, or did they, yeah. like did you have any sort of idea of how serious this was? At first, they were saying um, because they hadn't really like when they finally like brought me into surgery and started digging around to get the tumor out. 
Um, and again, I guess I'm like you. I was just sort of like, I whatever. Sure. Like they're do like, yeah, you you're do. stage. I mean, there's like stage one or two. And here's the thing too. This is what's this is what's kind of fucked up. Is that even me telling you? Like it's like a junkie pride. Like I have the opposite of junkie pride. Like I feel like I had like oh, I had cancer because I think I was like stage one. I had like some big ass tumor that was like a stage three or something. But I think I had like stage one. It spread into um, a couple of my lymph nodes. But I get sometimes, uh, like, I feel weird about saying that sometimes. Like, like guilt, almost, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. you like, had it easy? Yeah, and it's not even, like, when people say it's survivor's guilt, I don't feel like it's that. No. Like, yes, in a way, it's a it's But, like, a sufferer's guilt. guilt. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, well, I didn't know that that was on the table. I, but, yeah, well, let's take I don't, that. I just made let's that up. Make it. I just made let's that a term. This way, new I mean, camp. Yeah, yeah I'll, we'll copyright it. Okay, good. Uh, trademark. So, so tell me about the su- sufferer's guilt that you were feeling. <laughs> but but actually, though, it's like, that's that's... I, I feel like that's what you're trying to say. Yeah. It's like you, you almost feel guilty that your CF or your CF. Oh my God, you Jesus, you almost feel enough gu- about you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about the same thing. Like I I yeah. kind of have a similar thing. Like I'm doing really well with my CF. Yeah. And I, you know, it's fucking like went to the memorial of a 12 year old who died from CF. This you know yeah, like a, a couple months ago. And so it's like... But CF is that, CF. Like, you, I mean, yeah. It's just so... It's just... It's just... There, there's, a, there's almost like a... Is it guilt? Is that what you're talking about? Or is it like you... I don't know. It's not even guilt. It's like... I, I don't know what the word is yet. Shame? Shame. I was just going to say like sort of bashful. Like, well, you know... And especially when you're here at this camp and you're talking to people who are... You know, like I had such and such stage such and such and it's like ooh that's a that's a heavy load there and then yeah. they'll ask me I'm like well I had breast cancer I mean oh what stage I, I think I had like one or two and like I already like want to round up you know just to mm. kind of because it's like because like it's as if you you don't have the right to yeah. complain about your and cancer because it it's nowhere near Jane's yeah. cancer yeah yeah or yeah. Ted's cancer or right. whatever exactly but you know I Which had is so fucking like Oh, yeah. Funny that we do that, right? It's like, and, and here's this, and it even breaks down <coughs> in, so, okay, I had, uh, <clears throat> so I had surgery, I had a lumpectomy, they pulled the, they pulled the, the beast out, and pulled some lymph nodes out, it had spread to a couple, so I ended up having six rounds of chemo, and then 30-some rounds of radiation. Okay. So, in the breast cancer world, there's even, there's like, so mine's a pretty basic, like, okay, you had breast cancer, and that's, you know... It, there's people who are say who will say, I went in for the surgery, they checked, it hadn't spread to my lymph nodes, so I only had radiation. And there's a thing where it's like, oh, well... Eh. There's almost, like, there's that, like, oh, so you really didn't yeah, have... Yeah. You had cancer, but you didn't really have yeah, cancer. Yeah, there's no scars. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll give you half a pink ribbon. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll give you a, a sort of a, a, a rose ribbon, mauve. <laughs> but um, and that's fucked up. Because yeah, it is fucked up. It is fucked because up. like it's still it's still it's still a traumatic word. Yeah, a trauma- it is. Yeah, you know, it, everyone everyone stakes. Everyone's being affected. Yeah, you know, no matter how how an, it pain and trauma is so subjective. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. if that if that was the only trauma you've gone through, well, that's probably the most traumatic thing you'll ever experience. Yeah. Right. And um, yeah. 
Yeah. And just because it's yeah. not someone else. Right. Just because someone else experienced what would be more traumatic probably if it was you. Yeah. Doesn't mean that, doesn't take away, doesn't take away the, the trauma that you have oh, gone through. Oh, yeah, right? no. And, you know, it But was, that's what we do. Like, yeah. that's what we do in our, in our heads. We're fucking ourselves up by going like. Like, it's not oh, even yeah, still... Like, you know what? It wasn't, about, like, that bad. Like, I was pretty yeah, lucky. Yeah, it's like, I'm still not even good enough to have, like, a lot of cancer. Like, <laughs> like I'm still sort yeah. of like, oh, like, you really couldn't get all the way there, could you? Like... <laughs> couldn't even succeed at that. I know. <laughs> Which is so fucking crazy. That's crazy. Well, um, I was good. I, this, yeah. this is... A, maybe this is a terrible transition. Uh, so... Uh, but I'll go with it anyway. Yeah. Um, you... So... You didn't have, uh, is it a mastectomy? Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, mastectomy. Mastectomy. You didn't have a mastectomy. Nope, I didn't. Okay, cool. Yeah. Because um, someone asked, someone had asked me when we were back back home. I was like, if you I, had I, had one. No, yeah, if I had one, and I was like, well, <laughs> what do you think? I, well, I definitely didn't do reconstructive. <laughs> yeah. I really opted out of well, the nipple touch. Uh, <laughs> no, someone had asked me what kind of cancer you had, and and I said I think ovarian. I don't know why I was thinking ovarian. And then, oh, and then someone, the someone said, uh, I think it was, maybe it was Melissa or someone was like, no, no, she had breast cancer. And I was like, I feel like I would have seen some sort of, uh, some sort of something that would have made me go, oh yeah, yeah, she did have breast yeah. cancer, but, the, but that's not a, that's not a thing. Not everyone who goes through breast cancer. Yeah. Loo- uh, loses their breasts, the breast, right. or or even has to like. Did you have surgery? I yeah. guess they just removed the the third eye. Yeah, so, yeah, right. yeah. Here, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but did they did they take spot. out like muscle or anything like that, or did they take um, out? I don't know. I mean, I got <coughs> I have a dent there, but um, right. Uh, they just you know they take it out. And they take out you know stuff around it. They call it mm-hmm. the margins and check that to see if it started to you know like break through. Do they fill that in? Um, no, they did not. Unlike. Right. <laughs> Edna. Just note that she's looking down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, and I remember, like, I had never been put under. Like, I'd never even... I think I'd had a tooth pulled once, so I'd never oh, been wow. through any surgery or anything. So, going into the surgery was... Like, that was really terrifying. And when you start yeah. going through the whole process of it and... Because, again, you just don't know. And there's nobody in my family that was like, oh, you should call Dr. So-and-so because they really helped your aunt, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's nobody. And um, so we all kind of were going in blind. Um, But uh, I remember when the surgeon came out and had said my whole family was there. this is when they they, they were doing the lump activity. My family was there waiting, and my boyfriend was there. We'd been together for about two years, and the doctor came out and had told them, you know, it had spread to her lymph nodes. She's going to need chemo. And so as I was coming through, I remember kind of looking, and Ryan was sort of walking before them and stopped. They sort of stopped behind him, and they all kind of looked at him like, well, we're not going to tell her. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and so he had to say like, uh. Like, I mean, and he didn't really, it was really, it was a strange thing, but I, th- I felt like that was sort of like his bar mitzvah, like, today you are a man. Like, you just, like, you just tell somebody, the next year is going to be kind of shitty for you. Tough. It's going to be a tough one. More for me than for you. But, um, so I'm out. Uh, so yeah, he had to say, like, yeah, it's spread, um, you're going to need chemo. And, you know, sort of taking that in, 
and I remember my dad and I had to go back and talk to the surgeon and we were sitting there and my dad said she was saying okay so you're gonna start your chemo you're gonna do this this is how what's gonna happen and my dad said like so is she gonna lose her hair <laughs> and and mind you, I have lovely hair. And no, I did. I had really beautiful, like, great long hair. You still have pretty fucking Thanks. sweet hair. Thanks. Yeah. Um, but he was like, you know, like, like it was it was almost as if, like, how long does she have? Like, the severity <clears throat> oh, of this. Oh. And I was, like, sitting there, like, quietly, like, yeah. yeah. And the, remember the surgeon just looking at both of us going, like, yeah. Yeah, she's going <laughs> to lose her hair. <laughs> <God>. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you That's should be worried thing, about. Yeah. yeah. God. So, um, yeah, and that was really the part that, you know, going through the surgery. And by the way, I want to step, go back to the first time that I was put under. The half an hour leading up to it was terrifying. Needles yeah. getting shoved in my nipples. Like, just it just oh, sucked. God. The whole thing was really yeah. shitty. I was so scared. And then when they give you that last push, like, what is it that they give you right before you go out? Uh, Folifilify? I don't even know. Fentanyl? Uh, fentanyl. I believe it's oh, the fentanyl. Oh, that shit feels fucking great. great. Yeah. And I remember... they Loves put, me sorry. some fentanyl. You know what I'm saying? Girl, does it put under for that? That alone. That is the best ride at the fair. I tell you. <laughs> fucking that, is, though. Oh, my God. Oh, man. So, I remember they gave me, like, the push of that, and I was so scared. I was like, okay. And they're like, you're going to be relaxed here. Just one second. And I was like, I remember saying to my mom, I'm so high. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty high. It's like, oh, yes. I've said it on the past podcast, but the reason, as soon as fentanyl hit my veins, I was in a hospital, obviously. Yeah. uh, I was like, oh, Oh, this is why you don't do heroin. I get it now. <laughs> and I get why that's a bad sh- idea. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's so um, fucking it's good. So good. Yeah. And then I remember, like, if you can get your hands on some fentanyl, do it. Just do that shit. Medical grade. <laughs> don't go for Bangkok grade. You want to go medical. <laughs> but so I remember, like, a couple weeks later, they 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 needed to put a port in me, which is like um, portacath. Yeah, and so they're like, well you know we're gonna have to put you under and I was like hot damn I'm ready for another nap mama wants to sleep <laughs> it's like let's do this <laughs> like anytime anything comes up I'm like should you put me should you put me you should put me under right <laughs> you just you start to put fake panic on so they're like oh shit I'm really scared Jeez, you can't handle it yeah, yeah. give her that I fentanyl. think I'm going into shock <laughs> <laughs> so- Think of your favorite one-hit wonder. Or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have. Or that TV show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon. Now what if we could fix it? I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm DeLon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It. Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today. Think of our show as an intervention but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Oh. Um, Where was your port? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, on, okay. On my left yeah. side. Okay, I can see um, it uh, Yeah, and then I remember some cutting my hair. That was really traumatic. And that's really, I think for me, the cancer thing was like, yep, you got a red flag here. You got a hall pass for sure. Mm. Um, 
but you got to figure some shit out in your life. And so for me, it was more about like, it really, it brought me on a whole different experience of like, how do I define myself? Um, not like what my role is, but mm -hmm. all these things I've been hanging on to for the, the past 40 years of my life. And I turned 40 in the middle of my treatments mm. and I was a musician or I am a musician. Um, and so my, I was so scared to kind of go public with this because I thought that I was flawed. I thought that again, I broke myself and mm -hmm. this was my own doing, but mm -hmm. I was pretty shameful about it. And I really didn't, people knew, but I didn't really want to be like, hello, you know, mm -hmm. I'm bald and proud. I wasn't, I was bald and kind of ashamed. Mm -hmm. Um, so my boyfriend's family bought me this beautiful wig um, that some poor, probably Indian woman <laughs> gave her hair for. But it was it was like the hair that I had always wanted. It was an like, Indian woman's hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny because I actually totally would take that. But so yeah, they so I got this great. We called it my gig wig, and oh, yeah. so I continued. So as my hair was starting to fall out, I was getting used to my wig. But the last night that my hair was literally falling out, um, I had this big show at this big venue. It's called First Avenue. It was a sold-out show. I was opening for Trampled by Turtles. It was their oh, that's CD a big release deal. show. Yeah. You are a rock star. That's fucking... <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, maybe no. It's Debbie. It's Debbie. No. Um, but I remember... Uh, like, I was afraid that my hair was going to be totally gone for this gig. And... It basically was, but I got it up into like a little bit of a faux hawk. And I remember the band was like going out on stage. I was in the bathroom and I, and I love saying the word literally apparently on this podcast, but I literally pulled my sideburns out as I was like walking. I saw it in the mirror, like pulling my sideburns out. I'm going, oh my, and like, this is happening right now. Yeah. And so I'm just going to go play my fucking balls off. I mean, yeah. this is it. Like. I don't know. Play your tits off. Play my tits off. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, I, I was I was really proud of that show, and um, I also played a gig the night, the day that I had been told that I was diagnosed with breast cancer. That day, I had to go in and like do some blood work. That night, I went and played this weekly gig that I had, and uh, it was always crowded. So it was packed that night, mm. and there's photos of me, and nobody knew that you knew that I knew. And oh. there's these photos of my face that's like it just it means a lot to me. And then to see the transition. What did you look like in that moment? Like when you look at it, are you are you like wow? Of course, no one knew. Yeah. Look at look at me. Or yeah. were you like oh god yeah? Like, like you can see it on my shit. face. There's you can see shit. it on my face. Like there's some yeah. shit. Like it, there's like like there's you don't two... it, you aren't you yeah 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 I, or i'm not maybe i'm really me but i'm not like the gig molly i'm not yeah. like rock molly I mean, yeah, yeah yeah it's like there's some sh real shit about that's coming down oh yeah there's definitely i can see it on my see face it. yeah and then when i see the photo of the last night that i had hair i'd already gone through one chemo treatment um then there's that look where it's like i look like i'm just like I look, I almost look like a, like a Mick Jagger face. Like, oh fuck yeah! Like, yeah, I am fucking gonna hit this I as hard as I can. Do I can do this. Do yeah, I'm gonna do this right now in front of you, and then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna put this guitar down, and then I'm gonna go take care of some shit. Mm. And I gigged throughout my treatments, 
Um, and I would wear the wig. And I mean, when I could, you know, mm-hmm. it was hard sometimes, but um, mostly I was just looking for normalcy. And I think that's a kind of a common thing with, with a lot of cancer people. Yeah. Because that's the one thing that cancer takes from you. But it's also, a th- and I don't like to talk about cancer like it's a, like a, you know, Jiffy Lube or a Moto Mart or whatever. But yeah. it's like, it takes from you, but it gives to you too. Because whatever was normal for me before clearly wasn't working because all of a sudden my body or my boobs are trying to kill me. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Where'd we go? I lost it. it it's okay. So, in your, in your experience, so you're saying you're a musician, um, did you, did you find that, uh, the trauma or the, you know, the, the battle of, of taking on a disease like cancer affected your ability to create as a performer, um. negatively or positively? Uh, I mean, if you, do you write? Do you write music? Yeah, yeah. So obviously it would have, it would have started seeping into your, into your you know, writing, did it not? It's funny, not as much as, you know, people would say like, um, uh, people would say, oh man, you know, your next record's going to be pretty intense, you're going to have, you know, mm. but again, it was like, uh, n- n- no, I don't really want, I'm not going to come out, I mean, what rhymes with cancer? Yeah. I mean, I, had to, I, I don't have the answer. Oh shit, that would have been perfect. Answer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um. <laughs> Idiot. Someone else out there is like, oh, goddamn right it is. I'll be the first. <laughs> um, but no, I, you know, again, it was just sort of like when I was going through it, I was just trying to get through it, you know? Yeah. Um, that's I thought that maybe I would, like, okay, here's a fresh journal mm-hmm. for my journey. You know, and the songs will come out of it. And it was like, no. But again, just going through it, I was like, just... That's not how you wrote before. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. Right. So why should it change? So no, and it didn't affect me. And I made a record after that. And, you know, there might be a few lines here and there that I know that that what spawned it, but... (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking of those lines right now, like... Yeah. (laughs) A song about being on the road, you know, and, and just just living living out of a suitcase and and going from like city to city yeah and and seeing the the struggles of of life in oh, in yeah. small towns and fuck cancer fuck cancer <laughs> fuck cancer <laughs> goddamn goddamn cancer <laughs> tie a pink ribbon round a bag of cat litter <laughs> holy fuck yeah but no. Um, yeah. Did it, um, you were, you were seeing someone at the time. Mm-hmm. Now, you made a joke earlier about, about him walking away, but did, did he walk away? Did No, did your... he didn't. It was really freaky. Um, I... How long have you guys been together before you got diagnosed? Uh, we had been together for two years. Okay. And, um, we were kind of, <coughs> we were kind of on the rocks, actually. I didn't, I didn't think... Yeah, I mean, we're already sort of on the rock. So, you know, we had an honest conversation. I was, I was like, you, God, don't have to stick around for this. And it's totally fine if you don't want to. And um, that he wanted to. And he was a great caretaker. Mm. And 
you know, when I lost my hair and when you go through breast cancer, mine was an uh, estrogen base. So like the hormones were kind of like feeding it. So they stopped the, try, try to kill kind of the hormones or the estrogen. So they put me through menopause. And so then I'm going through just all of these changes in my, my body, which was uh, pretty rocking before I just went through some m- morphine. Um, and he still loved me and he still wanted to be with me and he was still attracted to me. Um, that was pretty cool. That, that is was, really cool. Yeah. That is really cool because I feel like, I mean, it's, it's, it, it I feel like it, it can only go in one of two ways. Right. You know, it's either yeah. going to strengthen a relationship or it's yeah. just going to, it's going to really break down a relationship, yeah. you know? That's good. I like, I think that's really, yeah. Really he was noble. great, but I have to say, um, and, and we are still, t- we are together now, but, um, when I got better and then decided like, okay, it's time for me to get back at it and get back into life. Um, I don't, well, first of all, I don't think people really address post-traumatic stress in cancer people, but also in caretakers. And I think we were both suffering from degrees of it. I know I was. I remember after my, like my last treatment, he was, he came up to see me and we were talking and, um, I looked up at the mirror and I just finished my last treatment, my last radiation. And I was just like, I remember freaking the fuck out, screaming. I'm bald. What the fuck? I'm fucking bald. And just like, but I mean, just lost it. And like, he's never seen me like that. Mm -hmm. And like, and we started to really grow apart because... I think I just needed to, I couldn't figure, I just couldn't figure out where, who, or what I was anymore. And so I left him and I left and I just, I went away for basically like a year and, um, and just, I needed anonymity because everybody had been up on me. Like everybody had been in my shit. People knew about me and I just needed to just be someplace else and not be, this person you know before I was so scared about like losing my hair because that sort of defined me and then all of a sudden I didn't want like cancer to define me which Mm -hmm. I had been doing I just needed to get back into like what is it that defines me Mm -hmm. and so I just traveled I was on the road with trampled by turtles as their tack and traveled all around the country and it was awesome and every city I would go to I would just I wasn't Molly who had cancer I yeah just trying on anything I wanted at that point yeah, but we're back together, and he's an amazing man, and I love him. Uh, yeah, no. yeah, he's the best. Um, what did you learn about yourself in in taking that time to get away and just like be anonymous, Molly? Um, or what? Or or what was the biggest yeah. thing you took from that? Well, I think it was like I was like, okay, I'm I'm better now. I got to go back to to being a musician and. Um, this is what I did and this is what I was, you know, going to do and I love doing it. And then when I started going back, I was like, started, I just wasn't comfortable. So it was like, okay, well, what does that mean? Like, okay, well, that's not defining me. So what the, what is it? And so as I went out and traveled, I was like, okay, well, what do I like? What brings me joy? Mm. And what is it? And so I just kind of found little pieces here and there. It's like putting together like a wardrobe, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, Oh, massive shooting star behind your head. Oh, fuck off. Oh, my God. Oh, that was so cool. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Do you want to switch spots? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so I don't know. Just, like, 
what works? This is what is this? Okay, this works. I like this. Okay, let's put this on. And then, and just having experiences again too, like just doing super fun, cool shit was awesome. And like mm. putting that back into my little life backpack, and then realizing like, hey, I really love yoga. Like this is bringing me joy. And mm-hmm. not playing in a bar and being out until three in the morning for 50 bucks that's not bringing me joy mm. that's not serving me well and then just kind of finding the balance and building it up from there so that's what I found and sort of developing a new sense of myself and uh, coming to camp this was that was a really big that was a big turning point for me mm. people because again I, I really go back to defining myself and when I came here when you come to this camp we don't know your your yeah. real name real name is super not cool. a thing so for yeah for people who aren't familiar with athletes for cancer you, you you show up with what's called a power name yeah and so it's a name that you give yourself that that gives you power that you yeah. that 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 makes you feel strong or makes you and represents you in, in a yeah. way that that's very personal to you so yeah. my, my power name is river yeah uh for various reasons yeah. your power name is kiko it is, but when but, it was, at, but originally it wasn't. It wasn't. It was Milana. Milana. Yeah. Right. And so when I came to camp, I was I just finished treatments. I was reluctant. I didn't want to come. I didn't want to talk about cancer. I did not want to be around other cancer people. And it was mainly because I knew that if anybody asked me a question, I would just lose my shit. Mm. And I didn't want anybody to see that. Nobody mm-hmm. needed to see that. So I was Milana, and I thought Milana was like I checked out all these like Hawaiian names. And I thought Milana was, uh, is Hawaiian language? God. Jesus. <laughs> so it's Polynesian, maybe? It's Hawaiian, you idiot. What? I was testing you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it turns out Milana, Milana is, um, is, uh, Phil- Filipino for whore. <laughs> <laughs> for escape. <laughs> <laughs> For icky rice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you looked up the Hawaiian dictionary. So I was like, "Oh, Milana, for calm," and because I was, I just, I wanted like something that I just didn't want to lose my shit when I was here. So I was like, "I'll just come up with some mantra," and I was like, "Oh, Milana means calm. That's awesome." And so when I got here and people would ask my name, you know, and all calm. And so I'd be in the water and kind of freak out. I'd be like, oh, Milana, Milana, Milana. And then some, like, strapping Hawaiian had asked me one day, and what is your name? And I said, oh, uh, it's Milana. He was like, what what was that? I said, oh, it's Milana. (laughs) Well, I don't. I was like, you know, you know, Milana, you know, you calm. Know. You know. And he goes, I don't, I don't, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and I said, does that mean calm? And he said, uh, no, it doesn't, it doesn't mean uh, anything. Uh, fuck no. <laughs> like, it's absolute gibberish. <laughs> you are basically <laughs> saying in English, oh, that, 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 that. I am la 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 la. <laughs> crazy. Woo-woo. Oh my God. So then you were like, oh shit, well I gotta get, that's like the equivalent, that's like, I feel like that's the equivalent of like, someone getting a fucking Chinese character Character. tattoo on, and they're like, oh no, yeah, this is, this is my, this is my daughter's name. Yeah. And they're like, hey. Icky No, but. (laughs) 
can't. Which is funny I say that because my dad oh, no. has my sister's name in, in <laughs> He's gonna fight. He's gonna hate this. He's got her name in Chinese on his chest. I don't know why the fuck he did that, Dad. Uh, but you know why? Because you love, you love us. Yeah, it's very cute. What does he have your name tattooed? You know what? Oh, dude, no, get this. Oh, fuck. And where's your name? My CF tattoo? Yeah. When I got it done, he's like, oh, yeah. So he got it done. So we had matching tattoos. I was Aww. like, okay. Then I got the sick boy tattoo on my ass. Yeah. He's getting a matching sick boy. <laughs> oh, my God. Dad oh my God, of the dad. year I know. award. I know. He's like, hey, I think I'm going to get that on my calf. What do you think? And I was like, dad, this is like the equivalent of you picking me up from school in the minivan. Oh I'm like, Jesus, Dad, Dad you're embarrassing me. Yeah, know <laughs> yeah, your cap. Oh, that's sweet. Anyway, Milana. So, so you, so, so you were like, you were yeah. like, oh yeah, okay. So I can't I was, be gibberish. So no, 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 no. I, I stayed. No, I kept Milana for a while. But Milana was bummed out. Milana was like. Just still, like, just like Milana, just a, a drag. Yeah, like, she likes to read. Like, mm-hmm. she's just like, ugh. And I just, that was just baggage. It was all mm-hmm. that fucking baggage. I was just, oh, that's that's what Milana means. Mm-hmm. It's like baggage. And Bummer. Yeah. So when I came back to camp, I didn't want to come back as that person. I wasn't that person anymore, mm-hmm. was I? God, no. Fuck no. I've been working. What What? What were I? No, I wasn't. And when you came back to camp, that's when we met. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? You said something. You said something there that I'll never forget. Um, which was, we were talking about the power names, and uh, you said, yeah, you know what? I fucking love these power names because it's, it gives me an opportunity to just not be Molly. Yeah. Because I'm Molly enough. And I'm Molly for enough people. Mm-hmm. I just get to escape and come here and be Kiko. Yeah. And be present. And, yeah. And that's what I love. And with all these people, because that's... We always come with this whole definition, you know. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Where are you from? What do you do? Oh, mm-hmm. you know. And here, it's just, you don't know their name. And it's amazing because all of a sudden, your real self comes out. Starts coming up. And that's the thing why I think you and I hit so quick is mm. because our real selves are awesome. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I feel mm-hmm. so true. It's like, mm-hmm. it's just... It's super yeah, bad. like there's no one that... There, there's very rare... There's only maybe... God, like maybe three people. Yeah. That I laugh with, like I laugh with you. Oh my god! I'm and so I mean glad that. You said that. Like, that really means a lot to me. There's not many people out there yeah. that that I can just like just bust out. Oh my god! Over things that are just just like that don't oh that aren't even funny. Oh my god! Yeah, we're 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 those annoying people. <laughs> That when there's other people around us, we don't even do it. Like, oh yeah, we're just laughing, like, and everyone's like, "What the fuck are they laughing oh about?" God. And I fucking love that. I, I love that. Yeah. Because we just get, we just get like we vibe off each other. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, the mailbox. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god! I can't wait for people to see your fucking Halloween outfit. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, do you so, have Do you have an most embarrassing moment in your in your uh, experience with cancer? Um, well, uh, I have. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I do. <coughs> so it was kind of towards the end of uh, of 
my chemo and everything, and I had done a run of shows. Um, it was probably like a week long worth of shows. It was towards the end of the summer, and it was just fucking hot. It was up in the north, and it was just it was really hot. And I had my big wig. I mean, this wig, I'd been playing all summer long in it, and it was like long, thick hair, and I you know had it all pinned up and everything. So I was playing this. Well, first off, you know, I, I, so we had been we had been on a run of dates um, with my band, and you know, we ride in a uh, not even like a cool like we ride in like a suburban together, and it's hot. We didn't have air conditioning. Um, they all smoke. Um, I probably I still smoked. I mean, I just want to be real about that, and that's shameful too. But I just wanted to be me, and that's what I do when I'm with the boys, and um, and. So, I, but I've been wearing this wig, and by the time I got to this festival where I was playing, I was playing about, it was like, I don't know, five, six hundred people, um, and it was in the middle of the day, and just sweating, um, and I remember, you know, sitting there, and I'm playing these songs, I'm playing for these people, and this wig looked like there was literally, like, a hive of birds living in it, like, <laughs> smashed it reeked like cigarettes like it just was it was so nasty and i'm just up there with like this big steroid inflicted moon face no eyebrows no eyelashes and wearing like the blue glasses like this should cover it up pretty well <laughs> it's like you could even draw it in because it would just melt like draw in eyebrows anyway then i'm playing like this pretty dress and um so i get done playing and i get done playing whatever it's done and a few, like a, like a week later, I get this uh, little envelope in the mail at work from like a stranger. And it was pictures of me playing. And the wig is like completely askew, which I just know. And then, and here I'm thinking. Like oh, half hanging off the yeah, right totally, ear. Just, yeah. Totally Christmas ornaments like coming out of the back. Like. Like, like storage and like your guitar player literally the whole show is just like, looking <laughs> looking sideways oh over god. at you like oh it's leaning yeah oh, it's oh leaning god. oh god just wrap it up wrap it up <laughs> go to the bridge go to the bridge <laughs> shit um but then they like sent this card saying you know we, we've you know we've heard what you're going through and god bless you and blah you know um which is super sweet but I've been thinking the whole time where I'm up there playing like oh yeah like what the fuck you're like I'm a rock star like what do they know and like the whole time and I'm sweating my tits off but then I'm like who the fuck am I doing this for like who am I wearing this wig for if all those people knew does that make sense yeah, it's not really yeah. embarrassing no. but it's just sort of like it, that was sort of a like okay, okay I mean but I don't really have a good embarrassing did story. you drop it did you just like did, yeah, after that, that were you like fuck the wig yeah. Wow. Yeah. I did. Actually, that's not true. I wore it one more time. I uh, was playing a show. Again, I was opening for Trample. I wore I it one more time. I was robbing a bank. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Huge heist. They still don't know. They still don't know. Bur- burned it after that, obviously. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they still don't know. I wore it one more time for a gig. And it was a terrible idea. And I like I wore it at sound check, so all these people could see it. You know, and I walked into the gig like carrying my stuff. Like here I am, I'm Molly. I'm yeah. here to play my gig. Got this great hair, and like my hair had just barely started to grow back. You know, but still I was like, this is a big gig. Coming with my guitars and um, set them down. And so I'm sound check. You know, I've got you know I've got all the the stage hands around and the promoter and all these people. And the, it's so hot, like just sweating, sweating, sweating. And we're about to go on stage after we've sound checked and everything. And my band stopped me before I went on stage. And they go, take it off. 
just take it off. And I was like, what? They're like, don't wear it. You have to take it off. And I was like, how can I like go out there? These people have already seen me. They're like, it doesn't matter, Molly. You have to take it off. It's not right. Did like, they just hate it? They oh, just they fucking just hated, hated it. it. And so I had to go out. So I took it off, and I remember walking out, and like the stagehand like opening the door, and just going like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and me going like, like I did, I, like, like yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like the other night, <laughs> walking through Lahaina, it's like kid looks up in Molly's oh my god the reason why I laugh so hard is because her fucking she went to put these tattoos on her face she's I was like, trying to be like Dios Muertes yeah, but like, Lana I wanted like, to be Day of the Dead yeah she, I like to be like Day of the Dead Mexican tattoos on my face so she had these like fake tattoos and they just didn't go on right and they looked like shit so she's like oh I know I'll just I know I'll just cover it up with a bunch of black and red paint and she just smacked this paint on her face and she looked so haphazard, so fucked up. And then she had this white wig with these like weird like wings. <laughs> it was so confusing and like jarring. And like the makeup, the makeup was like crusty and like thick. It was like peeling up, looked like she had this black mustache. So she looked so gross. And they were walking, and this like this lady turns around and goes, "Oh shit." <laughs> Molly's response was, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> oh my god! And now, now, if you haven't, you definitely got to go to Twitter and look at the fucking picture. Oh my god! It is. It'll be on our pictures on oh, Twitter. Yeah. I hope you don't mind because that fucking picture is too good. I Whatever. won't put your name. I won't put your name. I'll just, I'll just tag Turtle. <laughs> Trample my turtles. <laughs> Oh my fuck. Oh god. Oh my god, I think I just got to see half yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh man. You know wanna know what the scariest part of my cancer journey is? Uh no. Wait, no, do you, <laughs> no. No, I don't. This is where we end. Uh thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. Just, like all you hear is like the class. <laughs> Okay, ask me the question again. I want to do it again. I want to do it No, no, no. I want to do it You just tell me. Okay, the scariest just part tell me. of my cancer was <laughs> my brother being diagnosed with cancer. Oh, fuck. That's the scariest part of my cancer. Which was, like, not that too was, long ago. No, it was, like, uh, in February. So, like, it's whatever. That's the scariest part. And I thought that I had it, and I would have I will go through it again. Like, I would never... That was the worst part of it, the whole thing. What kind of cancer was he diagnosed with? He was diagnosed with stage 4 bladder cancer. And, and it was scary because you know you knew the gravity of of the situation. You knew knowing what you had to go through. Yeah. And just knowing that someone you love so dear yeah now has to go through their experience with it that and yes that he has to go through that that he has to be because he's a really he's a very proud person and he's a very attractive person and like I knew that he was going to be dehumanized and he's that's going to be really hard for him and what he would have to go through in that regard besides all the other things besides the fact that they were saying you know we're not even going to treat you because this isn't this isn't treatable um 
but the fact here like he had the real cancer like he, mm. and he shouldn't have it like because of what I had done to myself I should have had the real cancer you know coming back to that concept of sufferer's guilt yeah do you think you'd be feeling that if your brother hadn't been diagnosed do you think you'd still be feeling that you know coming to these camps and seeing seeing other people and and, you know their yeah I don't know I don't think yeah or do you think that that's a a massively driving factor behind your big big that was yeah, that was like a, I mean, that's a black hole. That was worse than my diagnosis. Yeah. Yeah. Because he had so much, he has so much more to lose. You know, he's like a, he's like a real person out doing real things in the real world. You know, I feel like I'm just sort of like, I'm just having a good time. I'm drifting through, you know. I'm all right. I don't have kids. I'm not going to leave that much of a footprint. But he's like, like, that's real. And with these campers, too, obviously. But for me, in my personal mm-hmm. experience, yeah. Where is he at now? What's his, what's what's going on now? He's, uh, you know, it's he's, like, in a freakish remission. They've He's gone through absolute hell, and he is doing okay. Yeah. Now, you were just saying how... Um, how, like, you have nothing to lose compared to him yeah going through your experience and knowing that there's a possibility that you could go back Mm -hmm. into that experience um has that changed how you see or how you has that changed your outlook on what you want to leave behind when the day comes that you're gonna die yeah um in terms of like a legacy like is there is it it has it um has it given you some sort of drive or desire to to do something to be remembered by, or or to change the way that you that you cho- cho- chose to live your life? Yeah, definitely. I want to live a much more truthful life, and so I might not be. I want to. I want to do truly the best that I can do and be the best that I can be and sometimes that maybe is I'm not the nicest person but that's my truth you know um it's like setting good boundaries for people that maybe are just too toxic for me but that frees me up to give more to the people that are awesome and that I want to just like feed the fire with Mm. and so I guess what I would want to leave is the footprint that I did good, and hopefully that it left a current. Yeah. I did good. Well, I know you left a current... in me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, on me, on me. I'm sorry, on me. (laughs) You've, You've had a massive effect on... On my life. And I know that you've had a massive effect on a number of other people's lives just through working with you through these camps. Oh, I hope so. I know so. I know so. 
and I know that there's quite a few other people that could say that as well. Um, I'm just super glad that we know each other. Me too. I'm super glad, super glad that we get to do this here. Oh shit. This podcast on this beach, on this island, right here. I know, under these beautiful stars. Yeah, which I can't fucking see because I'm turned away from them. Sucks. Damn it. Is there anything that you? Is there anything that you feel like you want to say or feel like that you would like to say to anyone who might be listening right now? Maybe anyone who is going through something similar that you've gone through, or maybe yeah. someone who hasn't even hasn't even remotely thought about um, that or going through that experience. Yeah. Uh... If you're going through it, don't go, don't go through it thinking that you can't wait to get to the other side so that you can get back to your life because Mm. your life isn't, isn't the same anymore. So you'll grieve through that, but that's okay. You'll get it. It'll be better. Just, it always is going to get better. Learn how to accept change. I think that was the biggest lesson that I learned. One of my favorite quotes of all time Mm. is, life will always be beautiful again. No idea who said that. I just read it on a bathroom stall one time when I was taking a shit. Yeah. (laughs) Classic. And I fucking love that. Yeah. Life will always be beautiful again. I can say that and testify to that. And I'm going to tell you this. When I was going through chemo, it was when the big oil spill had happened um, in the Gulf Coast. And I would just lay in bed and watch the news and watch the footage from it. And I remember the pelicans. (coughs) I'd watch the pelicans laying there, right? And when you have chemo, chemo is like, like the worst, like just the worst hangover times infinity Mm. you know I mean that's just like a really lowbrow way to put it I mean it's horrendous and all of that but it's like as far as how you like for me how I felt my energy level like the only thing I could do was lay there and blink and breathe Mm. I couldn't really move I couldn't think I could barely see you know, and I remember watching the screen and watching these oil-covered pelicans, and they'd be on the beach, and the only thing that they could do, you would just see them try to, you know, move their wings, and they really couldn't. They were just coated in this, this poison, and they would just kind of lay there and breathe and kind of blink, and I remember just saying, like, I know, I know how you feel. I, I, I'm right here with you. I feel that. And then five years later, last month, I stood on the beach in Pensacola with a new camp that we started, Ohana Mana. And as I stood there, I didn't realize that that was ground zero. And someone said, you know, this is ground zero from that oil spill. And as I was standing there, I was like, this is the most beautiful sand I've ever stood in. Like, this is gorgeous. And my feet is in the sand of Maui right now. And the water was so gorgeous. It was so beautiful. 
And that's when I really understood that it will work Life out. Life will always be beautiful it again. It will always be beautiful again. Mm. And if anybody ever asks you what your spirit animal is, it's the oil-covered oil covered pelican. Native to the Gulf Coast region. <laughs> <laughs> They're quite rare now since they were devastated by the oil spill. <laughs> oh, those poor fucking... They're quite devastated those, by the... <laughs> poor little pelicans. Oh, fuck. Well, I think that was... Um, I think that's a good place to, to put a period on it. Yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for uh, having me in your, your studio. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's, it's a bummer your yeah, cohorts couldn't be here. It does the trick. Um, cool. Uh, well, that's it for today. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed this conversation... Please, please, please subscribe on iTunes and be sure to leave a, a rating and a review. Um, it's really important. It helps us get our our uh, podcast out there. It helps us give a voice to people who have who have experienced um, their experiences, and and uh, and it'll just keep this podcast going. Um, if you're interested in following what we're up to, follow us on Twitter at Sick Boy Podcast. Uh, you can check out our website as well and stay up to date there. And we're on Facebook too. And I guess I guess yeah. Molly also follows us on Instagram, so you can go check that out as yeah. well. I'm really, I'm really, I want to say thank you for having me on Sticky Boy. <laughs> yeah, Sticky. You keep calling it Sticky Boy, probably because of all the cum talk, which I'm surprised we haven't gotten into. Yeah, you haven't. You know, you'll you'll see, you'll know what I'm talking about. Good. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm Jeremy, and this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.